0: Everybody and welcome to the Fan Fight podcast. I am Danielle Riendar, the EIC up in these quarters, and I am joined by Fan bites own wrestling expert, section head, chief LB Hunk Tears. What's up? Ah, oh, and we're here to discuss all things punchy, kicky, and wrassly, which is pro wrestling and MMA. And every week on this on this fine podcast, we each bring. An event uh from our respective discipline that we enjoy and love. So I bring a little MMA fight, Elby brings a pro wrestling match, and we kind of uh share in the glory. We we share, we have sharing and caring time, and we uh, you know, we we sort of uh give give each other a little bit of education about uh, our respective art forms. And uh LB, you brought me maybe my favorite match so far, actually. Really? Yeah. This is your
1: favorite match? It's it's an incredible match. I love um, it. With two of the best to do it.
0: Yeah, I I really loved it. Would you like to like set up uh, the incredible wrestling match that you gave?
1: I would love to. And also, I have to give a big shout out and a big thank you to my uh, Fanfight VCR co-host slash Fanfight columnist, uh, Colette Arend, who I... So, this week we're doing intergender wrestling. Yes. We, t- we mentioned it last week. I thought, perfect. Perfect segue. We'll do an intergender match this week. I watched... So many intergender matches yesterday, trying to pick one out. Yeah. Um, finally was like, you know what? Here's one from, I, I, I found one from last year that I really like. It's uh, Priscilla Kelly versus Jake Atlas. It's fantastic. People should check that out. And I was happy with that choice. And I went on Twitter and was just like, let's talk about intergender wrestling. And I just like asked like, what's your favorite of all time? And Colette reminded me yeah. of the match that we did. And we ended up watching instead, which is one of my favorites ever. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli versus Sarah Del Rey yeah. uh, from Chikara in twenty eleven. Now, Claudio Castagnoli is known to most of you probably as Cesaro uh, in WWE. Oh, okay. Uh, Sarah Del Rey is has was also signed by WWE as a trainer. Uh, okay. So she is the person. The quote-unquote like women's evolution thing that WWE did, all the like all the incredible female talent coming out of NXT. Sarah Del Rey is the person training all of them. Okay. Um, and you can see her sometimes backstage or in like the performance center clips and stuff. So she's now a teacher. She's no longer performing. Okay. But for the 2010s, she was kind of the wrestler okay. uh, in terms of women's wrestling on the independent scene and, uh, she also did a lot of intergender stuff in this company. This was also your first like real indie match.
0: Okay. Yeah. We've watched some things that were, uh, like, as I understand it, AEW is like indie ish, but not. No, indie AEW indie? is not.
1: Oh, gotcha. gotcha AEW okay. isn't indie. So gotcha. actually I'm, I'm wrong. Cause we watched, uh, we watched that IWA mid South. match. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Um, okay. But indie, okay, so the difference between indie wrestling and, like, a big promotion wrestling, I kind of judge it as, are, is it on TV nationally? If okay. it's on TV on, in any national sense, it's n- definitely not an indie. Okay. Uh, if it's on, like, a local TV station, it could be. Uh, it could still be a little bit indie. But, like, I don't consider Impact, AEW... I don't consider them to be indies. Ring of Honor is like borderline indie. Okay. Um, okay. But most indies don't have any TV deals of any kind. They do streaming only, and if that, uh, or they'll sell DVDs or nothing at all. Okay. Uh, Chikara is a kind of lucha inspired. Very, very story heavy, independent wrestling company in Philadelphia. Um, And they actually do a... So this match between Claudio and Sarah Del Rey was part of a... And I'm not... Since it's so story heavy, I am so not up to date, especially on 2011 Shakara lore. Um, But they do... Commentary does actually a really good job of just kind of like laying out the story that you need to know to enjoy the match. So Claudio and Sarah are both in this heel faction called um, BDK, which yeah. I think is the Bruderhood der Kreuzschaft or something.
0: <laughs> it's, you know, okay. like the Brotherhood of
1: Pain, but in German.
0: Yes. Good, good, good. Okay. Perfect.
1: Yeah. Um, and again, that's probably not correct German. I'm sorry. I, I didn't complete my German education. <laughs>
0: I've taken none, so it's okay. <laughs>
1: okay. Well... So it's, there, it's this kind of 12-person um, – what are those things called again? Tournaments. It's a 12-person tournament yes. uh, that they're both taking part in. Claudio is the leader of this heel faction. Okay. And they, I guess, there were like votes to see who would get into the tournament. Most of the faction voted for Claudio, but a couple of breakaway people – voted for Sarah Del Rey, so she ended up in there also, and he's really pissed about it. Ah. Because she's, like, now kind of challenging his, for, for her to, like, you know, I mean, if you haven't seen, Claudio in 2011 looked a lot like Cesaro does now, so if you're familiar with him, you know what that is. All if right. you're not familiar with these people, he is a shredded, yes. big Swiss dude.
0: Looks like an MMA fighter, for real.
1: Yeah. Yeah um you said i saw in your notes that he you looked used to train with a guy who looks like claudia Uh, there's
0: a guy i trained with for like two and a half years who goes by he doesn't go by this we just called him handsome johnny uh like is (laughs) handsome johnny and he's really a super nice dude he's really good he's a brown belt now he just competed for the first time and the last time i competed so i hung out with him a little he's a super super nice dude uh Yeah, handsome Johnny looks a lot like him. I showed uh, him to my partner, who agreed. Like, oh yeah, that looks like handsome Johnny. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Cesaro or Claudio slash Cesaro is just—he's also a very handsome dude. Yes, Uh, but for his—I just looked up his build size. Sure. His build height is six foot five, weight of two thirty-two. He's a big. He's six five. That's his build height. I don't think he's a full six five. He's Wait, probably more like six. Sorry, can you, okay. What? It, hmm. What is because a build they always height? Lie. Sorry, a build height is the height that they announce you as.
0: Okay, okay, but it's not necessarily the exact actual.
1: They usually like amp it up a little. Right, Serda right. no slouch either. Like her build height is five nine, which is probably about right. Okay. Um. Yeah. So like, there is a height difference, but.
0: Yeah, I was going to say
1: 6'5". Yeah, no, he's a big dude. He's, he big, He looks big, 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 big but dude. he does
0: not look 6'5 to me next to right. her. So, yeah. yeah Especially because,
1: sure. well, and she also carries herself mm-hmm. so well. And honestly, actually, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen this match yet, pause the podcast, <laughs> go to YouTube, type in Chikara Sarah Del Rey Claudio. Yeah. They, it's, it's for free on the Chikara YouTube. Please watch this match. It is incredible um if you're dubious about intergender wrestling being a thing this I think is a match that like you cannot argue with um uh, I do want to know that like Danielle what you yeah. said this is your favorite so far what spoke to you about this what did you like about it
0: so a lot of it uh is this so so I was watching it and I was like oh cool you know there's first of all my first impression is that I really like the intergender match in general like I I think that's really cool uh, I think it really speaks to a sort of genuine martial arts sort of ethos of like equality, basically, because yeah, I train with dudes all the time. If you are, you know, I, I, I identify as a, as a woman and like I'm small, but once you are there every day in a gym, in a good, like healthy gym environment, the dudes treat you very much like with respect. And, like, yeah, I'll, I'll kick your ass too kind of thing, it, which is not, like, a, a bad thing. Like, I want to say that in a very positive way. Like, yeah, you know, I'm going to go course. for a submission on you. I am going to go for it. Like, I'm not going to – if I'm much bigger than you, I'm not going to throw my weight around. I mean, sometimes that's sort of what we call the, like, you know, untrained white belts will do that, and that just really sucks because it's just like, okay, you have 100 pounds on me. That's just not fair. So bigger guys, once they've been training for a while, they will – not like crank things or use their weight, but they will try to kick your ass like in a, in more of of a fair way. But it's like a really healthy and respectful mood and vibe. Like uh, that I really, really appreciate in any sort of like healthy gym environment. Like any good gym environment will cultivate that. It will make women feel or, or, you know, women, non-binary people, you know, uh, make, make folks feel at home, but also respected. Also like you can't let your guard down. You need right. to train your ass off, but like we're gonna respect you, kind of thing. So there's that vibe that's very present in this match. Another thing about it, though, is that for me, as you know, somebody who watches MMA all the time, somebody who who trains, uh, and somebody who appreciates and is beginning to appreciate the sort of the artistry of pro wrestling, this for me felt like the actual violence of the spots was very cartoonish and heightened in such a way that you could not look at this match and ever think and ever have that sort of cultural bias of like, oh, I see like something uncouth going on. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I could not look at this match and think like, oh, you know, have the feelings that I have as a woman in Western culture of being upset watching a man, you know, be violent with a woman. Like there is such uh, an added affect to this and like a sort of joyous cartoonishness to the violence that makes it feel very palatable and very like specifically choreographed so that nobody could who was like flipping channels i know okay sorry if this is indie then they're not flipping channels but you know what i'm saying like i did you couldn't just like randomly stumble upon this and be like this is not okay this large man is beating up on a woman like you you would never say that because it's so heightened it's so like kind of joyous and over, you know, like, over-exaggerated to a way where it's like, this is very fun to watch. And that felt like a very specific choice. I could be wrong, but that's how I read it. That's how it, like, played to me.
1: So Chakara is a company that I, like I said, it's Lucha-inspired. Okay. Uh, it's an American company. But their thing that they do is there's, like, no profanity allowed. Mm-hmm. It's, they're, like, very focused on being family-friendly. Oh, sure. Um, While also being, like, fun and interesting and, like – and, again, like, the stories and the lore, it's nuts. There's, It gets (laughs) very, very complicated. Yeah. Uh, So it's also, like, kind of comic book inspired. Sure. Um, So because of it being kind of, like, quote-unquote family friendly – and, like, I feel like family friendly is – often like a dog whistle to mean something right. else right. i don't mean that way i just mean like you could take a kid to this and it would be fine. and they're not going to be traumatized <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. you've actually the other indie match we watched which was samoa joe versus the necro butcher yeah. in iwa mid-south happened in the exact same arena that oh this, shit this match yeah if you look at the gnarly floor you will recognize
0: <laughs> Totally missed that, but no, that's also. I mean, awesome. why would you notice that? Yeah, I'd never sure. noticed
1: it before. <laughs> sure, um, but like you know, nobody's scalp is going to come off of their head, right? Uh, right, right. <laughs> so you can take a kid to this. So I think in general, Chikaras, there's like a lot more comedy wrestling in Chikara. Um, the style and the way they do violence is more cartoony because okay. they are cartoon inspired. So that's true across the board, not just with their intergender matches. There are stiffer things. There are more realistic feeling matches that they do. They've, But in general, I would say that's pretty commonplace. I mean, uh, the video, I don't know if you watched the intro, but it, it, get, it, get, it gets introed by a Chikara character named yes! Estonian Thunderfrog. Yeah. Um, so like, that's kind of the wheel. That's kind of where we're at yeah. here. Uh, I did they that.
0: I really dig that. Like I like yeah. this sort of gonzo wacky stuff. Like it's I think it's really fun, TBH.
1: <laughs> if I lived in Philadelphia and I had, you know, access to children, <laughs> I would take them to Chikara all yeah. the time. Yeah. Because I mean it looks fun. Yeah. It looks super fun. Um and kid and wrestling, like wrestling should be for everybody, including kids. Sure. Yeah. And including people who don't want to see gore and guts and right stuff like that right um so yeah i think that's but i do think that you're right that there is something about that style that lends itself to intergender wrestling and makes it less uncomfortable yeah because not all inter- intergender matches feel this way but a lot of chikara intergender matches have this kind of ease and comfort
0: yeah I don't want to say, like, oh, there's only one right choice, but this did feel right for this, for this whole vibe. Not just the intergender sort of aspect to it, but the, like, teammates feuding over something kind of aspect to it. Which is also funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it is worth mentioning, like, intergender wrestling is a pretty controversial thing. Sure. Okay. Even, like, within wrestling. Um, So you've got, like, there's a camp of people who are against any kind of... Anything in wrestling that takes away from its realism and believability. Huh. Okay. They want it to look like something that's real, and anything that l- reminds you it's not, they're against. Okay. And these people are against it because they don't think a woman could believably fight a man.
0: Well. Right. I, yeah, they, the short yeah. answer to that is <laughs> it is absolutely possible. <laughs>
1: yeah. The yeah. long answer to that is fuck you guys.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the long answer. The short answer is you're wrong and the second answer is fuck you guys.
1: Which yeah, is a complicated wrong, thing. You.
0: Like size absolutely matters <laughs> in fighting. However, yeah. there are also women who are absolute beasts. And like if you've if you've never seen like a finely honed uh like woman grappler uh who is like above 5'9, you know, above 5'11, like you've truly don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, yeah. And I
1: mean, it's not like, you know, they they do mixed sizes in wrestling all the time. of course. Like, uh, you know, with, you know, you'll have like a tiny Rey Mysterio Jr. be able to defeat, you know, a massive Brock Lesnar. Like, this is not unheard of. Yeah. Uh, So it doesn't track that. Yeah. So that argument, I think, is bullshit. Yeah. The argument that I am willing to listen to is... It's uncomfortable for this viewer to watch a man hit a woman.
0: Right. I, which, yes, I, I also agree. That's, I, I think there's validity to that, certainly.
1: Yeah. And there are intergender wrestling matches that absolutely feel that way. Sure. Some of them are able to make it work and do something interesting with it, mm-hmm. even if it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So, like, there's a a match between Kana, uh, Asuka, who, f- of that's pussy babe fame. Yes, um, my
0: fave! <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, our, who is also our new Raw Women's Champion. Congratulations, Asuka. I saw
0: that, by the way.
1: I actually saw that happen. She has an intergender match against Minoru Suzuki. Oh, yes. Also we've also seen, seen. That is so fucking uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. And it is a match she booked on a show she produced. Yeah. That was basically... That All of that, like, that, you need all of this context to basically... Like, I at least need sure. all of this context to make it watchable. Yeah. The context of being like, she hired this... She booked this legend and said, kick my ass. Yeah. And I'm going to lose. And beat the shit out of me because I want to... Because I I am really tough and I can survive that. And I need that to be added to, like, who I am.
0: Yeah. To, to the lore. Which is, to the legend. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You
1: need you and like you need all of that backstage at least i at least need all of that backstage context to make it watchable and it's still a really uncomfortable watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, understandable. Yeah. And like I said, i watched so much intergender wrestling to prep for this cuz i was <laughs> like I, I need danielle to watch like a yes! really good one. Yes.
0: Yes, and absolutely. like there's a lot
1: of them where there's just something about it that doesn't quite work for me or some, or it, or the match itself is great but the audience sucks. Um so, I'm actually a little bit more sympathetic to the people who are uncomfortable with intergender wrestling mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Part of it is that I watched mostly American things because I didn't, you know i I want to try and keep it kind of balanced for you in terms sure. of like, even though I have like obviously a very blatant pro lucha, pro Japanese wrestling Hell yeah. bias. Yeah, no, um, I think that's
0: great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah, I do think. Anyways, I'm also really grateful to everybody who, like, replied to my question with all kinds of really good match recommendations, um, which I will post a link to that when we tweet the yeah. podcast episode, because Hell there's, yeah. like, a lot of really good matches that people have recommended, and I'm very excited about them.
0: Hell yes. Uh, That's exciting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So some other context about Sarah Del Rey and Claudio. Uh they are I believe they were together at this point, and I believe they are still together. Oh wow. To this day. Yeah.
0: You know, um, I almost like I didn't want to ask that because I didn't want to make it think that like, oh, every time a man like such a heteronormative thing to for right. you know what I you know what I mean? I wouldn't want it to sound like, oh, I I think every time I see a man and a woman together, they're together. Cause like, oh yeah, what what if queer people don't exist? But like, obviously I'm queer. But like I almost got a little bit of an energy from them. Uh and I didn't know if it was just like teammate energy or like maybe, maybe a little something something energy. But yeah, it seemed like they had a very intimate rapport to do this yeah. this well, uh perhaps. So that's 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 also cool. <laughs>
1: They and they're they were both teachers at the because Chikara also has a school, um, so I mean in terms of like wrestlers to watch, period. You even separately, you can't do much better than Sarah Del Rey and Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah, um, just incredible all around talents. The I was noticing like even from the start. Even though Claudia is so much bigger than sh- than Sarah Del Rey is, the way she carries herself and the way she – like, the amount of confidence she has, it doesn't feel like there's, like, a size disparity or a strength disparity, yeah. even though there obviously is a big power difference. Sure, sure, um, sure. She's just, like – The ferocity she has oh, It's just so cool. Yeah. I, I love seeing her wrestle. Um. I am sad I got into it after she had retired. mm but yeah, just, uh, I'm, I'm so glad you enjoyed this because yeah. I love this and I will, we will watch more Sarah Del Rey and definitely more Claudio slash Cesaro. Uh, yeah. in the I, I'm
0: happy for that. Cause I, yeah, I, I think I am going to be more oriented towards these, maybe more cartoonish depictions or maybe okay. more, I don't know. Like, I guess I don't know if that's going to carry all the time or maybe just this match was so fucking awesome, but like. Yeah, I just really enjoyed that. I I just really thought that was fun and and having that sort of I don't know, that sort of interplay was really fun and the tone was yeah. really fun and it just really worked for me. It just really worked for me, for sure.
1: They do a really good job of being of Claudio being disrespectful and being a heel. Because, I mean, the story of the match is he's not taking her seriously. Right. And she's his subordinate in the BDK. And so she needs to lie down and respect him and let him win. And when she doesn't, he gets mad. Um, which is real heel shit. I mean, he does. He even does the pulling up your opponent at two and a half when you definitely have them pinned because you're being arrogant and you want to beat them up some more. Move. Yeah. Like he's doing some real heel shit. But because there is that, like, cartoonishness one, and I do think that you're absolutely right in recognizing the, like, true mutual respect that's there underneath the story, um, which they allow enough of to come through to make it not feel so yucky of, I don't know, yucky is a very, like, non-specific word, but...
0: No, I think it's accurate though. Like I, I feel like <laughs> okay, you do cool. want to be careful with this. Like just in general, yeah. right? Like you just don't want to be like careless with something that could be, you know, super upsetting. Like for a very obvious real reason, right? Like there's a reason especially why you're, it's
1: upsetting, right? Like, yeah, especially yeah. if you're doing a, co- if you're in a company where your thing is you're accessible. Yes. Yes. Which yes, is yes. Chikara's thing. Absolutely. Is that they're accessible. Like you don't need to be a big wrestling nerd to get into it but if you are a big wrestling nerd there's something there for you too yeah. if you're five you can be into it if you're 75 you know yeah um so yeah you really don't want to have a i don't know a chris dickinson versus uh kimberly situation here again i watched so many <laughs> interactions preparing for this Well, thank you for and, like, doing that yeah um Yeah, well, because intergender wrestling is also like a big or used to be, I guess, before YouTube uh, demonetized all the wrestling sites. Oh, shit. Or all the wrestling channels used to be like a big moneymaker for indie wrestling YouTube channels. Yeah. Wow. So if you go if you look up like a lot of these, if you look up like, I don't know, beyond intergender something, you'll have you'll see videos with 10 million views. Oh, wow. Which is a lot more than most indie wrestling matches get on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah. I don't I remember where I was going with that. It's, there's a lot of different reasons people watch Intergender Wrestling. Sure, sure. And, uh, yeah, I, this is, I think, one of my favorite kinds. I think Chikara does it, in general, better than most other companies. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: I loved it. That vibe was great. So so yeah. Fun. Uh do you want to talk about MMA? I would love to talk about it. <laughs> so LB I I've I've certainly have a huge bias when it comes to MMA. I, I like uh women's MMA uh and I like uh smaller uh people MMA just in general. Mm-hmm. I I just like the faster style. I like the fast more technical. And that's a generality. There's giant dudes who are incredibly technical like this is not me saying oh heavyweights aren't technical just in terms of preference this is what i enjoy watching now somebody who encompasses both of those things and a lot of other incredible qualities is angela hill one of my favorite all-time fighters angela overkill hill just an absolute gem in this sport and this is one of her best fights uh so what i chose i
1: really like her oh
0: i god i love angela hill um What we watched was Angela Hill versus Hannah Cyphers. Uh, This is from January, I think January 25th, could be wrong, but January of this year. So pretty recent fight. Uh, uh, It was on the uh, Curtis Blades versus Rafael Del Saño's fight night. Uh, She really does a good job here, but I want to give you just a little bit of backstory about about Angela Hill. And I guess this is a full disclosure thing. When I worked at Waypoint, we had a TV show. We had a short run um, documentary TV show on Disney XD. And a couple of episodes that I pitched, I wrote, I did like the hosting for, but I, this is so weird. I've never actually seen it because I've never seen it on TV. I only watched the like social cuts and like the cuts that went on YouTube. So I've never seen myself as the host of this episode, but I hosted it and I did the VO and I, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I had pitched it and, and written it and all this good stuff on Angela Hill because I knew she was an incredible fighter who's also known for doing cosplay. She's known for being a huge gamer and loving to do cosplay at like her uh, at like the standoffs, you know, the ceremonial weigh-ins where you know people take pictures and, and stuff like that. She's always doing like a really fun like Street Fighter cosplay or something like that. Just really really fun, cool personality. Uh, she uh, she started. Like, late. She started, I think, in college, training Muay Thai, uh, and she was, like, an art student or maybe animation, something like that, um, and she, like, fell in love with Muay Thai, got really good, and she went pro, and she was actually the very first African American woman in the UFC. But she got cut after a couple of fights. She went to Invicta, which we watched an Invicta fight pretty early on. That really bloody fight was from Invicta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember
1: Invicta. I love Invicta.
0: I couldn't love Invicta more if I tried. Uh, They're an all-woman promotion who do a really, really good job promoting their fighters. And, uh, you know, they lose a lot of their fighters to the UFC. Like, it's very much like kind of treated almost like a development league in some ways, uh, but they I, they make it work. Like They still just keep it going. Uh, it's a woman who runs the, the company. There's a lot of uh, women talent, and they have a nice equal opportunity policy where they have a both a ring girl and a ring boy. They have a hot boy who comes in uh, as well. So great, just a great promotion. Uh, she went there, kind of developed a little further, got a title there, and then went back to the UFC, and now she's on a several fight winning streak she broke the record in the UFC for most fights in a year. Like in 10 months, she fought 6 times, which
1: is That's so fucking cool. Wild. That's so many times. Positively
0: wild. I'm going to just read like a tiny excerpt from The Athletic, which The Athletic is like a prescription not prescription, sorry, subscription-based uh service, but hopefully me giving them the shout out gives, you know, some some uh some uh, kudos here, but Angela Hill wins in this piece uh, uh, that was written about her. In 336 days, from March 23rd, 2019 to fe- February 23rd, 2020, uh, she fought six times. Wild, uh, her record there was four and two in that in that time frame. Uh, the best win is the fight that we actually watched uh, for today w- uh, against Hannah Cyphers, which is a second round TKO. The average turnaround time. 56 days now for context like an active fighter like somebody who's considered very active fights like three times a year me twice yeah. three times four is like wildly active five is basically unheard of and six is a record so yeah she she did it six times uh the biggest heat check in this time was knocking out hannah cyphers on short notice and then turning around and beating luma Lockbone may 29 days later again on short notice uh, the breakdown here. MMA World, say hello to your new overlord of USC activity, at least activity within a year. Yes, Hill's appearance on UFC Auckland on Saturday, so this was obviously written back then, <laughs> uh, cemented a record breaking run for the strawweight. <clears throat> One that's counted dance dates against Random Marcos, Jody es- Esquibel, Jan Zionan, Ariane Carnelosi, Hannah Cyphers, and finally Luma Lakbun May. Yet Hill's historic pace is made even more special by the means through which the 33-year-old accomplished it. Because four of Hill's six fights over the past 336 days were of the short-notice variety. That's three more short-notice bouts than anyone else on this list, and this was from a list of, like, anybody who even came close to that. Almost none of those were, like, really short-notice fights. She just She's just ready to go at all times. It's wild.
1: So uh, fucking cool. Yeah.
0: At some point over the last year, Hill decided to throw any leftover Fs she had out the window and totally own the anyone... Anytime mantra. And her daring paid off in the most successful stretch of her UFC career. Hill's victory in New Zealand put her on a three-fight winning streak and likely vaulted her into the top 15 rankings of the division. So that's a lot of context <laughs> uh, talking about this. And again, this is her January fight against Hannah Stifers. Uh LB, I'm going to let you talk. Sorry, I just talked way too much about Angela Hill. It's fine.
1: No, she's. Re- <laughs> I really like her. She's she has great. this vibe that's like like, I'm watching like a 1982 pilot for a superhero show that for some reason didn't get picked up. <laughs> yeah, and that she's the star of. Yep, that you watch and you're like, "Why didn't the show get made? This is so good. Like that's the vibe I get from her. Yeah.
0: She is so charismatic. She is so, she's such a good fighter, which number one, she's a really good fighter. She's a
1: really good fighter. She's good
0: in a weight class where, again, like I say this, uh, I I feel like I've been saying it a lot, uh, but the UFC really should have an atom weight division for the much smaller women. Like the top straw weights are like 5'6", even 5'7", that's for 115 pounds, and like she's 5'3". Like the women from like 5 foot or even like 4'11", to like 5'3", 5'4", are really at a major disadvantage in this weight class because this is the lowest one. There's nothing lower than this. So like 115 is just, you know, the absolute smallest. And it's like in Invicta and in other uh, promotions, there's a 105. And that 105 is for the, you know, much smaller women. So she's doing this at 5'3", which is amazing to me. I think it's really fucking cool. Uh, And yeah, just like such a good fighter. So charismatic. She's so good on the mic too she's just like happy she's like having the time yeah. for fucking life and like she also has you know outside of this fight even has like an awesome personality has done like a lot of shows a lot of podcasts a lot of little things here and there just like a really like down-to-earth funny smart awesome woman so yeah god sorry i'm gushing again
1: <laughs> no it's fine i don't blame you there's something that's like really likable about her the way she moves is gorgeous yeah. i actually like I was fucking with my internet for a while because I thought my internet was bad and I wanted to see this fight like as smoothly as I possibly could. But then it turned out the like the just and it was it was just like the first round. Okay, a little bit of the first round was a little choppy. It was probably my computer being a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) But I was still like, no, I want to see her like as smooth as I possibly can because her like her striking and her like her yeah her striking is I just like. I really just liked watching her move. Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense.
0: Absolutely. She's she's so technical and like butter smooth. Like just oh. Yeah. And like, Hannah has some real grace. Yeah, Hannah Cipher's no slouch. She's a newer oh, no, fighter. No. Newer fighter, certainly, but she just looked outclassed out there. And yeah. yeah, I like her too. Like she's a good, you know, she's a good fighter. She just isn't at the level and, and, and Angela Hill now is, is I think she's thirty-five now and like just a a a veteran now and like she's got that wily veteran energy now where she just knows Mm -hmm. she's comfortable in there she looks comfortable in there she looks like yeah i'm here i'm doing it like instead of like oh shit oh shit oh shit hannah cypher still had that oh shit oh shit a little a little bit uh in this fight i think i mean i don't blame her yeah i don't either i don't either at all
1: Okay, um, I maybe am looking at Angela Hills uh pro wrestling tees store and like she has a really cool t-shirt that's oh my god. like that says yeah. Overkill Angela Hill but it's like a skull with an afro and like Yes. okay like, like the like the pick and the hair and it looks really cool and on white and I'm thinking like what if I got this and tie-dyed it? Oh my god. That looks so cool. This is so <laughs> good. <laughs> but like, it's a really cool shirt. Wait, let me send it to you. Oh my
0: God. I love it. I'm actually looking at it right now. Oh, this you're is at so it. okay.
1: good. It's so good. Oh. Like, it's a really good design. I, I think
0: she went to school for illustration or design. I'm, I'm almost she's positive. She's so cool. Yeah. She's just so fucking
1: talented. I also looked at some of her cosplay while you were reading that thing out loud that I already, that I read that was in oh, the Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was that was
0: for the No, for the it's fans. fine. It's for the listeners. <laughs> for the fans. For Come the fans, on. For like, the fans. You know?
1: <laughs> no, she, like, has a really cool energy and, like, just a like ability. Oh, absolutely! Her, that, like again, like I keep saying this, but I'm like, if I was scouting UFC uh, for like people, I would think I would think could be good wrestlers. Like she's also one. Oh, god! Who I think yeah. I could really like see doing it if she wanted to. Yeah, but it seems like she has like enough skills outside of fighting that like, if she didn't want to fight anymore, she could probably do something a little safer. Oh, sure. Then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's also then fair. Continuing to, to get hit in the head. But, <laughs> yeah, that's also fair.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, she just. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, she's. And like the second round, the tick down she does. Yeah. Um, oh. 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 It's just like gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh, God. And, God yeah, like the. Oh, the second rounds. Like the first round had like a lot more striking and punching and stuff, which yeah. I am. I do like more on these, like kind of smaller, more graceful people. Yes, yes. Um, so far at least, and but the second round had more grappling. Yes, yeah, and absolutely. like the way it ends with those brutal fucking elbows and those little close punches. Yeah. Oh my god, poor Hannah. I know. Woof. Hannah got a little
0: Just, beat up, but I I do think the stoppage was in the right place. It was yeah, very much like I, I they didn't too. let it go on too long. She was long. really
1: struggling. Yeah, she, like she was really doing her. Uh, there were a couple times I thought she was going to get out of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. I know I really enjoyed that. It was really I thought it was like a really deserved win, and like it's wild that she fights so much. I, it's, I, nobody
0: else has done it. Like, it's really That's like an wild. indie wrestler
1: schedule. Not on that's this so level. Often. I'm sure there's
0: amateurs maybe who who have done that. But, like, on this level, with this level of competition,
1: like, holy shit. <laughs> actually, that's not an indie wrestler schedule. Indie wrestler schedules every, is a few times a week. But sure, still. Yeah, yeah. If no, you're, you're, like, actually getting beat up and beating people up. That's so much. Yeah. I wonder how much, like, because you get paid a lot per fight. Generally, right? Depends but who you are. Women, yeah. It depends who you are, and yeah. I under, And I gather women get paid a lot less than men in UFC.
0: Uh right? to be honest, it's uh, it's really more. Are you a superstar or not? Are okay. you a super marketable? Yeah. Ronda Rousey, I think, may have had paydays on well, yeah. par with the the men. Like it's very like are the t- superstar men is what I mean. Like I, I think yeah. it really is who you are rather than okay uh, necessarily gender. But like, Move yes, up. the lesser known people, no matter what, dude, dude, or lady will be less. They'll be paid got a it. lot less. Like, in, in or like, here's a fucking rage. Uh Greg Hardy, mm, uh, sucks, first of all. Uh, but he was paid a massive payday last weekend. And like, fucking he's not a superstar. They're trying to make him a superstar, but yeah, he got paid a fuckload. Uh, they actually have been releasing things like who how much people are paid on cards and, and it is it can be very bad uh and upsetting yeah. uh sometimes and that's in other ways like yeah it's not necessarily a gender breakdown which is like okay well that's something I guess but it's still not great uh for sure. Yeah. Uh actually this is another complicated thing. Uh so Angela's fighting in two days. Uh shit and it's her first co main event. This is a really, really big thing for her. She's on the poster, you know, like she a year ago. She was definitely on like prelim cards, you know, uh, and, and here she is in a co-main. And I, she's like a really thoughtful person. She has been tweeting yeah. about like having really complicated feelings about this, you know, uh, about fighting right now. Uh and you know, obviously she she said like I am I'm absolutely gonna quarantine after this and, and all this other stuff, but like also I, I'm excited, you know, this is my first co-main. It's my first time on a poster. Like this is an exciting time in my career and I don't really know how to square these two things. Um which is complicated. It that's a complicated yeah. thing to contend with. You know what it's I mean? A
1: dif- it's a difficult thing right now. Like yeah. I'm I'm experiencing this watching wrest like yeah watching wrestling happen. I'm not really watching new wrestling right now. Sure. Um But, like, seeing opportunities... Like, Asuka being the Raw Women's Champion. Right! (laughs) Like, Asuka won... She she won Money in the Bank, uh, which is a big ladder match uh, where you get a briefcase. Yeah. Um, And she became Raw Women's Champion. She has now gotten every single honor you can pretty much get as a woman in WWE. Yeah. Uh, She's been the NXT Women's Champion, Royal Rumble winner uh smackdown women's champion tag team women's champion and money in the bank winner and now raw women's champion that's a huge deal that's something i should be much happier about and i'm not i'm just like i am happy for her because she does deserve it and she is just an incredible talent but i'm also like oscar i want you to not be doing this right now i don't think this should be happening right now so it's complicated and like also full disclosure i have a like a a pretty close family member who's like very immunocompromised and in poor health um so i am going yeah i am extra angry and extra you know not psyched about these events and stuff happening and things reopening yeah uh but yeah, it's a complicated thing because I Angela Hill does deserve to be a co-main event. That's a huge deal. Yeah. Especially like if feather, or not featherweight, strawweight usually doesn't get that big of a- Yeah.
0: If it's not um, a title fight, it, it yeah. doesn't often, and even then I feel like the title fight has been not the main event a couple of times for strawweight, which is the most stacked of the women's divisions. Like it's the most competitive of the women's divisions. Like in bantamweight- Mana Nunez rules the fucking roost. And don't worry, she's another favorite fighter who we will see soon. So don't right. worry, that's on, that's on there for sure. But, like, she's the champion in two different divisions. <laughs> she right, has yeah. it on lock. And Strawweight, that belt has gone around a little bit. Now, obviously, Wei Li Zhang right now uh, has it fairly handily, but there's some sharks in that division, whereas Bantamweight, obviously, there's some very, very talented fighters, but... Nobody's even close to the to the right. top woman. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's even close. Uh even in featherweight. Uh so it's it's very 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 much a stacked division and here we go with a co-main event that I really want to cheer on and be really excited about. Uh but yeah, it it's it's complicated right now to yeah. to watch this stuff and to not have a lot of feelings about it. And there's also the part of this where Uh, You know, it's very much how I feel about a lot of other sports. It's how I feel about the NFL. I think the UFC sucks ass as an organization. I think they have bad leadership. There's there's a lot of bad politics. Bad. I I still like watching fights, and I still like a lot of these fighters. And, like, that's a thing to contend with, right? Like, that sure is a thing where I have to admit that I'm part of the problem. And also it's rough and also want success for these fighters that put their heart and soul into it and are not shitty people, right? Like Greg Hardy yeah. can, can go fuck himself, but you know, the people who are not shitty, bad people, the people who are, uh, you know, good fighters who are decent human beings. And like, man, whew, it's, it's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah. I've got a lot of complicated feelings about it and I don't think there's an easy answer. And part of it as well is, you know, for fighters who are in their thirties And it's like you have a limited time kind of no matter what. There's an extra level of sympathy. I'm not saying, again, this is not making it not complicated. (laughs) It's complicated no matter what. But, you know, I I, I have more sympathy for somebody who is 35 and having this incredible resurgence in her career, incredible run, now getting a co-main versus somebody who's 21 and can reasonably expect to have a longer career at this point. You know, like be like, well, okay, this sucks right now. You're 21 you're probably going to be fine. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot going on there, uh, kind of mentally, and a lot of g- mental gymnastics. I just wanted to point out that it seems like she herself also has complicated feelings about it and has been very thoughtful about that on on Twitter. That's and cool so that on.
1: she's been that she's like been open about that. Yeah, and, like yeah. that's really really awesome because I don't I'm not seeing a ton of that in wrestling.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean like, God, it's man, it's just so hard. It's so hard <laughs>
1: with this shit. It's weird.
0: We're probably not going an to have an answer to it because uh, there are no easy answers in something like this. But no, uh, but hey, Angela Hill is fucking awesome. That's all I can say. I guess that's the one definitive thing I can say is that she she's awesome. We,
1: at least we do know this thing.
0: <laughs> we If we know one thing is that Angela Hill factors rocks. Angela
1: Hill fucking rules.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh LB, did you have any other thoughts on this fight? Or uh do you want do you want to start wrapping it up, wrapping up our knuckles for the for the I weekend? I just
1: I thought it was really Yeah. Yeah. I just I think I said I think I said uh said my thoughts. Ah. Like I really just like the way she moves a lot. Yeah. And like no no dis- no, you know, no disrespect to Hannah. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to hard to take your eyes especially and like in this fight, Angela Hill just had it like pretty wrapped up
0: she just yeah this this is maybe one of her most definitive wins uh she she certainly wins by decision uh you know i think at this point i I, actually i don't have her stats in front of me so i don't want to speak uh out too much on that but uh you know she doesn't always get the finish uh which is fine you don't need to uh but this is a really nice finish for her i also have to point out one thing i really love in mma is when somebody gets the finish they're really excited about it and then they like give the gentle pat on the opponent like the little hug like they're not being smothering they're not being like yeah like too much which i could imagine if i'm finished i feel like shit i'm embarrassed you know i don't feel good and somebody like smothers you i understand like that's that's not me thinking oh you suck if you're doing this smother but like the gentle pat Is very reassuring to me. Like she, she does the woo. She kind of does the like the big like yeah gets really excited and then like gives like a little gentle pat to uh, Hannah's stomach. (laughs) Like like they're there and then you know does her celebration. But there's like a very nice like gentle like you know there there's a level of care and respect in that. So you know I always love that kind of shit. (laughs) It it, it feels
1: very thoughtful. Yeah,
0: it's like very thoughtful. Like hey, I I, know this sucks. Here's a little pat and and thank you for the fight kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah
1: appreciated oh, yeah much
0: appreciated much much appreciated oh thank you so much lb i love our
1: podcast thank it's you really did. fun to i do. <laughs> also really enjoy doing it <laughs> uh, it's one of the highlights of my week
0: me too it's just it's good vibes you know and we talk about serious shit uh but we still i feel like we still have very good vibes even though sometimes we do talk about the real very real shit uh that kind of happens yeah. so yeah listeners Thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, That's what we have for this week. We do hope you enjoyed uh your combat sports entertainment journey with us uh please do rate and review our podcast on whatever platform uh you're listening on we really appreciate that it means so much to us we're, we're trying to grow our little fledgling podcast our little fledgling podcast network and so if, if you do that for us we we just really do appreciate that and if you listen to all our stuff uh you can find it all on fanbitecom slash podcast uh you can follow the fanbite fm and fan with. Feeds as well. If you want more podcast goodness, you can follow us on Twitter at Fanbite Media and Fan Fight, F A N F Y T E. On Instagram at Fanbite, TikTok on at Fanbite, and of course on Fanbite.com. And you can watch all of our streams. We've been streaming a lot more lately since uh, uh, all of our, our good folks are now obviously working from home. Uh, you can watch all of that on Twitch.tv/Fanbite. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention that you can read and check out all of our wrestling coverage at fanbite.com slash wrestling. And you can also listen to Fan Fight VCR right here on this feed. LB, is there anything you'd like to plug today?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, all the things Danielle just said. Uh, check out <laughs> the Fan Fight Wrestling section. We've, we're doing a whole thing this month where we're watching old wrestling for May of any year that's not 2020. And Excellent. talking about it like it just happened,
0: kind of. We kind of stole yeah. it a little for a sports I'm not going to lie; that was That's such a fine, good idea. You're welcome
1: to. <laughs> you are welcome to it. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> happy to happy to help in any way I can. Yeah, I uh, may be reviewing the uh, the new cage fight uh, John Moxley movie. Oh That my also God. stars Gina Gershon. Oh my uh, God! So you can look forward to that on Fan fight. hopefully like this weekend or the beginning of next week uh yeah awesome listen to all our podcasts we just had a new uh episode of you love to see it that i am on yeah you you did an amazing job thank you you did an amazing job and you know who really did an amazing job the makers of stay alive the 2006 (laughs) classic (laughs) about a killer video game
0: it's really good (laughs) it's really really good friends uh where can people find you online
1: you can find me on Twitter at Hunktears.
0: Excellent. And uh, if anybody wants to, you can find me at Danielle Ri on Twitter. what what sound effect should we make today? Jeez. At <sighs> the end here. Hmm.
1: Hmm. 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 I was thinking me- like. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what were you gonna say?
0: Oh, I was gonna say maybe like a sound we might make if we win a fight. And we finish a fight, just like Angela uh, finished a fight.
1: That okay, can get yeah, really loud, good.
0: but I, no, I'll no, just get no, away from the bike. I'll get away from the bike. I think, I think it's
1: good. I think it's good. All
0: right. Are you ready?
1: Yes, I'm ready. Right.
0: One, two, three. Woo!
1: Wait, are you serious? How? How did I win a fight? <laughs> this has never happened to me before. <laughs> Oh thank you <sighs> bye <laughs> bye <laughs>